Hello, and welcome to the Speaking Out podcast from the New Mexico Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Our goal is to highlight our programs and the amazing work that they're doing around the state, provide discussion around the topics of domestic violence, and create an environment of education and empowerment for anyone that may be experiencing domestic violence. This week, we are spotlighting our June Advocate of the Month, Lexi Wright of Carlsbad Battered Family Shelter. First, I have on Erica Wright to tell us why she nominated her. Thank you so much, Erica, for taking some time to talk to us today. Could you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about your role with the program and then a little bit about Carlsbad Battered Family Shelter? Sure. My name is Erica Wright, and I am the executive director of the Carlsbad Battered Family Shelter. Our shelter is a 90-day program to assist domestic violence survivors and their families achieve self-sufficiency. So in addition to providing emergency shelter, we provide educational support groups for both adults and youth, individual counseling, assistance with legal aid and protection orders, court advocacy, referrals to other agencies, and we have a batter intervention program and pet kennels. Could you tell us why you nominated Lexi for our June Advocate of the Month? Yes, I nominated Lexi because she always goes above and beyond to benefit the shelter and the clients. She came to the shelter in 2017 and started as a victim advocate and of course has worn many other hats here like we all do. But during this time, she was going to college to get her associates in social services. And we were able to start an internship program with Eastern so she could continue to work for us and achieve her bachelor's in social work, which she will have achieved this month. Her passion and dedication in serving the domestic violence population is a plus for this organization and our community. She is amazing. She's just an inspiration to all the other employees. She helps them whenever she just, she's a great fit here. And I'm really excited about her future in social work. So yeah, that's why. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that and for giving us the opportunity to talk to her. Yes. Wonderful, thank you. And now for our conversation with Lexi. All right, thank you so much, Lexi, for joining me today. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with the program? Sure, my name is Alexis. A lot of people call me Lexi, and I work for the Carlsbad Battered Family Shelter. And I've been here about, it'll be six years in October, so since 2017. My role here right now is a peer counselor, so I've just been working with the clients, getting them back on their feet and figuring out how we can help them, what services we can provide for them, and any other resources out in the community, whether it's counseling, therapy, housing, and stuff like that. Wonderful. So what made you decide that you wanted to become an advocate? I had experienced domestic violence whenever I was growing up with my parents. 
So I guess I already had that heart for it. And I've just always wanted to raise awareness when the opportunity came up, just to make aware of how domestic violence can destroy families and how it can affect you for the rest of your life, but also how you can definitely make a life for yourself afterwards. It doesn't have to define you. There's just more to life than this. And I just want anybody that I encounter in this situation to know that they can come out of it strongly and by themselves and independently. So (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that about yourself. So as a survivor, how do you feel like that experience has shaped how you show up as an advocate? Relating to growing up in this experience, I just, even in an advocate role, I've seen victims and survivors truly believe that they deserve the abuse they endure. And it's important for them to realize that they shouldn't be treated that way, especially from someone that loves them. So had you ever worked as an advocate prior to this job? Um, No, not as an advocate, no. What were you doing before this? I actually was in child care. I was working for a high school program, our high school here for teenage parents. I just was doing that for a while and then this opportunity came up and yeah, it's changed my life. So <laughs> And then I've I've been going to college too for a while. I actually just finished my bachelor's of social work. So yeah, I'll be graduating Saturday actually. <laughs> wow, congratulations. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. That's so great. Congratulations. That is definitely an achievement to do that while working and everything. So. <laughs> yes. I'm really happy to be done and Take a break for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. So what do you think is one of the most important aspects of your job as an advocate? I think just believing them, not having any judgment, listening. I think those are all important to make sure that the victims and survivors are able to trust us and confide in us with their story and what they say and basically just believing in them. I feel like a lot of the survivors and victims, they tell their story over and over to an officer or a counselor, therapist. And I think it's just important just to have that trust and that we really believe you and we can help you. So that's a fantastic answer. I love it. (laughs) So what do you think is one of the biggest successes you've had as an advocate? I think just any success story, it's always the best to see a family or a client move on, whether it's out of town, getting a new house, an apartment, a new job, and then they're able to afford things. I think just any success story is really the success. So it's nice to see them get that confidence again and not let their domestic violence situations define them. And I've only seen a few in my time here, but I wish there was more. But the ones that I have seen are inspiring. So what are your aspirations for the future? Where would you see yourself after being in advocacy? I definitely continue my education. So right now, since I just finished with my bachelor's in social work, 
I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to become licensed and stay here at the shelter for a little while and then eventually move on to my master's after the break, of course. <laughs> but overall, in my time, I just want to just continue the advocacy and raising awareness. I love doing like anytime we do vigils or auctions or anything like that. I like to be a part of it and get the word out and just explain to our community what's going on behind closed doors. And then of course, increase the success stories. And I just want everyone to know that making an anonymous phone call or reporting something that doesn't feel right could be that victim or survivor's only chance of getting out of their situation. So I think just raising that awareness and continuing that advocacy. What do you think Carlsbad struggles with the most? Probably affordable housing. I'm sure that's most of the United States. <laughs> but um, here, I mean, it's so difficult for someone in this situation, especially if they haven't been allowed to work or whatever the circumstances were in their relationship. And then they're thrown into having to work and get that income and starting over, basically. It's just not affordable. We've had many instances where, you know, they just go back because they're just having a hard time and they can't juggle it, especially if they have kids. So I wish there was more affordable housing for us as well as the whole world because it's just really hard. But I think our community does come together with situations like this. So I do know everyone's aware of the affordable housing problem. So we do have a lot of other resources in the community that helps out with first deposit rent and, you know, stuff like that. So that is helpful, but sometimes it's still a lingering effect. So I think almost everybody I talk to every month, that's one of the things that we struggle with is having housing for these survivors when they leave shelter and especially affordable housing something that is sustainable for a long period of time. So I know you already mentioned before, if you see or you hear something to say something, what are some other ways that, you know, if somebody was listening to this and they wanted to make a difference, what would you suggest for them to do? And even specifically to help you all in Carlsbad? I think again, just believing them, being their voice. We get a lot of calls from church members or a, a clerk at a store that they have people in their presence experiencing these difficulties. I think it's really awesome that they stood up, they called us and was like, hey, this person might need your help. So I think just, you know, believing them, making that call, reaching out, especially if the person is so afraid of getting help or reaching out. And then also, of course, just volunteering here at the shelter or donating to us, attending all of our outreach things that we have going on. And that could be too, you know, with any other organizations in the community, because we all link together somewhat. So I think it's good to know what's going on in your community and go to the job fairs, go to the different vigils and outreach events and kind of know what's going on in your community. Put yourself in a place where you can 
be a part of the community and help in any way. Wonderful. My last question is meant to be kind of a fun one, but the work that we do is very difficult. It can be very taxing. So it's so important that we take care of ourselves. What are some things that you do to take care of yourself? Um, sometimes it's kind of hard to put myself first in situations like this. I know there's many nights where I'd go home and think about a situation or how I could help them the next day. And then there's some that still bother me to this day. And I just hope that they're okay. But I've learned to keep these thoughts and what I hear and stuff like that here at the shelter and not take it home with me. So that's been like a evolving thing. I've gotten better at it. I guess just, you know, setting those boundaries. And I think also just doing self-care, just taking care of myself, try to eat healthier. I know Erica did get us some gym memberships. I'm not really a gym person, but she does give us the opportunity to practice self-care. She supports us for that. And then too, you know, I like going to the movies and listening to music, kind of escaping from reality a little bit and resetting and not like to get back into the work field, you know. <laughs> but yeah, those are just some of the things. Of course, my family, I like decorating and crafting, just things that occupy my mind, staying busy. So yeah, it's very important for this type of work to find things that make you happy and can get you away from thinking about everything that we hear and see. Yeah, absolutely. This is also meant to be an opportunity to reflect for you all and make sure that you are taking care of yourself because, yeah, it's really easy to bring it home and to worry about your, you know, your clients, but you can't give from an empty cup. You got to fill it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. And then just thank you for all of the work that you've been doing and for being such an amazing advocate here in New Mexico. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Thank you for having me. We want to thank our programs that work tirelessly across the state to support those affected by domestic violence. Each and every staff member, advocate, therapist, and supporter is important. We appreciate you. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, there is help available. Please call the hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233 or visit their website on a safe device at www.thehotline.org. Love our conversations? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and share our podcast. You can submit questions and feedback to Rochelle at nmcadv.org. Thanks for listening in.